Hey, Live Fearless Inc. family, and welcome to another episode of Live Fearless Inc. Chronicles. Today, we have the pleasure of continuing our interview with Tanisha Malcolm, the owner of Queens All Day. Tanisha has graciously provided us with a document um, that you can download in the details of this episode. You will find the downloadable PDF with Black Mental Health Resources for the Black Community, Please download it and please share with others. If you find yourself in a space where you need support on a mental health journey, you can reach out to us via email at livefreelesscorp at gmail.com and we'll be more than happy to connect you with resources, including Tanisha, to help you move towards your mental health journey. Again, thank you for joining us and let's get back into this episode. Definitely. Um, so my next question is you told, you talked about your business, but you never gave us your name, your business name, and talk to us about your ideal client and like what your mission is. Who's your ideal client, which you did say African-American women, I believe. I just want to make sure. And then also just what your mission is, what you want to accomplish. Okay. So my, um, business is called Queens All Day. And it's kind of like a double meaning. Um, that's the burr I'm born and raised in. And it's kind of like something we say out here because people talk about queens. All like, day. Yeah, and we're just like, no, queens all day. Like, I don't care if you're from Brooklyn, the Bronx. I don't care. Queens all day. But also because my business is geared towards women as queens, and mm-hmm. just all day, like, that's who we are. Like, regardless of how we're feeling, we're always going to just spring back. We're resilient. And, you know, if our crown tilts a bit or falls, we're just going to put it back on and keep walking. Keep going. So queens all day. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now which- go ahead. I was going to say, so can you share with us your mission or your goals? Well, my goals are, well, first and foremost, um, and I've heard this um, from people in the mental health community, how there aren't enough of us, you know, that are attending support groups or if we do, it's just because there's this level of, I can't believe this is happening to me or this isn't me like you guys may have this but no it's not me or just this kind of like heightened sense of like almost like a superiority complex it can't be me but right right it's just denial I don't even want to say it's just it's denial yeah so for me it's about um creating or having a safe space where black women or even if they are, you know, the age range, I figure would be late teens because a lot of mental um, illnesses start like late teens, early twenties. And then of course, you know, adults, um, a place where they can come like a safe space to share what they're dealing with, what their diagnosis is. So kind of like accept and then connecting and creating a community 
of women that can then influence those coming after them. I think it's important to be able to build like this safety net right. and to really let people know that this is, this is real and it's about a quality of life. And also to share information because, you know, a lot of times they just want to throw a bunch of drugs at us to see what sticks. And, you know, I think therapy, it's about like, okay, your medication and then your, your therapy. So that's like your management, your mental health Mm -hmm. care management. But then there are other things you can pull from like creative things, or if you're into yoga, just there's so many other things that I've noticed as I've gotten older, I'm having to pull from more things in order to like find some balance because what I thought was working before, it's it's not as I'm getting older. Okay, like I was on the same cocktail for most of over 10 years, but one of them was falling off. But because I was diligent about my mental health care management, I recognized that I was going into a direction that something's not right, right. you know? So right. just having that supportive, culturally specific network and why I focus on women besides the fact that I am a black woman is just, I feel like I've heard something and I don't want to misquote it, but it's like, if you educate a woman, like you, you educate a whole village or you just, if the woman has the information, mm-hmm. like it'll just disseminate everybody's right, Exactly. I, I forgot who said, it. I want to, I don't know if it was Oprah, somebody said that, but, and then I just feel like because we're like, we're the core, we're the backbone, we're, we're the force. Yes. Yes. And um, so that's, so that's my mission, I would say, for sure, without having it like all kind of above. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I love, (laughs) I love the, um. It's really because what you said, we're underrepresented, meaning that we either the denial piece or we haven't been diagnosed, whatever the reason are, we're not being represented. And I think bringing, it needs to come from us for us to even start to receive it. Um, I think part of being receptive to it is knowing that there's someone else out there that's dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with who's just like me because that you know a lot of things is I need to know somebody else's I need to know I'm not alone and you know we need to know that we're supported in a mental health capacity so I'm excited about queens all day (laughs) and I want to add I want to add another piece to that also I think also because and of, of, you know, the stars and the celebrities, they have this platform. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of them that are doing great work, mm-hmm. but I think we, we need someone tangible. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Someone you can touch. Touch and feel. Right. Yeah. Um, you, right. Like someone that is just, I'm, I'm just a woman from Queens. I grew up in Flushing, Queens. I'm, I'm, I have... And this is just the life I've led. And I just feel it's so vital um, to just have like 
a support system because I did not have one. So I agree. I, it's just, I feel like it really saved lives for sure. You know what? You're something in the reality of mental health. Oh, I'm sorry. The reality is mental health is just really starting to peak, mm-hmm. meaning that a lot of people haven't been talking about mental health for long, especially within the black community. It's just starting to be talked about. That's right. So we do need advocacy, people that we can touch and feel, building communities, because this is new for us. But the greatest impact that it will have for me to be able to acknowledge it, but then me as a mom or as somebody who's the head of a household or within a family, I can also start to recognize those um, issues with family members. And then, you know, we can start to support each other because what you said is, well, we have knowledge, we're unstoppable. Like we have information and we actually utilize it. There's nothing that can stop us. So I, I, I think this is wonderful. And I, you know, for me, mental illness is, you know, I had, you know, I've shared that I suffered with PTSD from, from my abuse, but, you know, for just being a part of the domestic violence community, this is a huge um, weight for um, a domestic violence survivor because often they leave a, a abusive relationships, but they still have mental illnesses that they carry for the rest of their lives. So the depression, the anxiety, the PTSD, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. So some to piggyback on something what both of you said, um, with the support and recognizing within our, within our families and within our communities, how do you reach out to, or how do you approach someone who you think may be suffering from a mental illness because it is such a it is such a a touchy subject for a lot of people and how do you reach out to that person how do you start that conversation with them for somebody who either refuses to admit it they, they don't see it in themselves and then for you to come along and say hey sis brother you know um aunt mother cousin I think, and because it is such a fragile topic, such sensitive. It's, it's super sensitive. It is very, like you said, fragile. I mean, it's like the line is so thin, it's invisible, you know, between going off the deep end or just like holding on to your sanity. I've been in a situation like this several times. And so how I approach it, it or have approached it is asking questions if they're willing to share. I've been um, in situations where there has been someone that has been there with the other person as they were like exhibiting these symptoms. And um, just finding out exactly what's going on, speaking to the person, and then just tell, I, 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 I come from a place of, if I share the information, then I've done, I've done my job. I'll offer if they are in the vicinity of, you know, if they're in New York or whatever, if you need me to come with you, I can be there but here's what you need to do. Here's what this looks like to me, but you should definitely get a a professional's um, opinion 
and an assessment of the situation. But this is what it sounds like to me. But I've had pushback. I've had, um, you know, oh, please. I've, I've been shunned or whatever. But the thing is contingent upon the, the mental illness you're dealing with, it, it's, it'll eventually, you're gonna cycle back. Mm -hmm. Either you're gonna, you know, depending on what it is, either the symptoms are going to continue and just get worse. Or if it's, let's say a mood disorder, all right, you, you were on one end of the pendulum okay, you're cool for now, but I guarantee you're going to have another episode. Like, and just telling them what I know and how I feel that they should go about it based on my personal experience, because I only like to speak from personal experience, because I think that's so important because mm -hmm. I feel like then you can be more, that's just a more well-informed and it builds trust. Right, it does. It does. So I always share um with said individual okay you know what i've i have this i've gone through this i've been managing um here's what you need to do so i feel like it as long as i have shared that information and have offered to be a resource and a and a help and a a helping hand and a shoulder then i've done my job just as as a support, a supportive person. Mm -hmm. So it's like planting a seed, you know, sometimes you plant a seed, but you don't always get to see the harvest, but it's our job to where there's the opportunity to plant the seed and the harvest might come someplace else or from someone else or continuous work, but our job is to plant the seed. So I think that was really good. And I, I do believe like sharing from your personal experience definitely helps or I like I I can talk about my experience with PTSD but if I didn't have any experience with with, with mental illness then I would recommend like getting someone or someone who does have some experience um, to help better understand before you can even have a conversation because you can't because it's so sensitive you can't just go in raw that's and right. with no information and then try to talk to somebody about something that you have not experienced. Um, so I would just say seek support from other resources before. And I'm sure there's people who can help guide you through those conversations too. Right, Tanisha, I would assume. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what's, what's good, depending on, you have to assess your network. Mm -hmm. And um, I know for me, I've been in situations where like I have family that are nurses or that have worked in the field. So I'm able to, um, you know, tap in with them and just, if there's something I'm, I'm just not sure of to get some type of guidance. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, as far as just like first steps, like I'm pretty solid with that. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can, you know, I can get them to like a certain point, but definitely always um, referring them to getting um, assessed immediately. Got it. Mm -hmm. 
You have a question, Yanni? You had another question? No, that was it. Well, I have a question. <laughs> um, Tanisha, we just going backwards because you mentioned that you hadn't got, you didn't get diagnosed for a while. Mm. At, at what point or what was it that made you say, I need to go figure this out? you know, whatever you were experiencing? Was it a certain situation or what drew you to say, okay, something's not right and I need to deal with it? Um, well, I was, um, I was going to college down South and um, I had, I had, a, I did have a traumatic experience there, but it just seemed like all of a sudden, I was just like on this roller coaster and I was severely depressed, but then I would be like up for days and just going on this, but I, I didn't see it, you know, I was young. So I didn't, that's what you did. It's like, I would party, I would this, I would that, but it turned into where I had to like leave school but then when I was feeling better, like I had went to the doctor, but it wasn't a thought in my mind that there was something psychologically wrong. And then, you know, my family, what did they know about that? Mm -hmm. It was just more of like, okay, like she had a little, you know, she's a little burnt out, let's say. But then I noticed like it was getting relatively bad. And like the symptoms, when I think about it, like some of the classic symptoms of bipolar, like it was just like checking off a list. So even still, when I finally just came back home because I had went back down South twice and then I came back home and I started working. So I had put college on hold and I was just like working full time. But then mm -hmm. I would still sometimes have like these just like bouts of which I thought was just, okay, this is just how I am. But what ended up happening was I went through a really bad bout of depression. Like I could not move. Like I could not leave the house to go to work. And, you know, my, my mom, she was just like, why? She, like, she didn't understand. I didn't understand. And ultimately what ended up happening was, um, I was living in Flushing, Queens at the time and Flushing Hospital had um, outpatient mental health clinic. And I can't remember how I ended up there. I wanna say maybe I just like, like worked with her to look it up or something. So I walked up there and I ended up being assigned a psychologist and a psychotherapist. But what mistake did I make? I snatched myself off of my medication, which is something you never do. Doing that, I rapid cycled into like an even more severe, like dangerous way of just like total and complete mania to depression. And then snack. I was down back again. And finally, after a while, my mom was like, listen, like, I can't watch this, like, 
go on, I'm walking you back up there. Because the first time I've walked up there myself. Got it, okay. But this time she was like, I'm walking you back up there. And she was like a whole block ahead of me. And I was, I, you know, I just followed her and I, um, I had, I went and did intake again and I got back on medication and I didn't look back. And so that was in 2006. So I literally went through about almost, almost a whole, well, almost a decade of just being off the rails but then in 2004, I went, that was the first time I went. So not quite a decade, maybe like seven years. Okay. Then I snatched myself off the meds. And then finally in March of 2006, I walked back up there and got on the meds. And then I was back in school at the time too. Okay. So I, um, I was basically totally off the rails and trying to get a bachelor's finishing my bachelor's and working full-time in the day. Wow. So I took time off from school. Right. And wow. so at the beginning of 2006 is when I got back on the meds. And then by the end of 2006, I was able to finish my degree. Yay. So saying this, saying this to say, like, I just feel like you can, it's weird. It's like, it's about a quality of life and you gotta just, I had to, I had to admit, okay, this is my life. This right. is my reality, regardless of how much I'm like, no, can't be. My family was even like, I can't believe this is happening to her because I've always kind of been, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to, I feel like my mom's the rock, but like I'm the rock or not Tanisha. Oh, right. she, right. no, no. Right. Tanisha, yeah, this is, right. this, this is her reality. She has bipolar disorder and right. this, this is what it is. And she's going to be on meds probably for the rest of her life. And this is just a new way of life. This is but truth be told, I think about it. I'm like, I'm, there was so, it could have gone another way so many times for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always say, I'm just like someone, you know, my mother's a praying mother, just I'm here for a reason because it could have, right. it, it could have went way left. Like I, I found myself when you're like undiagnosed and off the rails with, this specific mental illness, you find yourself in some really compromising in, um, situations based on impulse and just being whatever. So I'm just like, so grateful. Um, yeah. I'm just grateful. That's all I can say. Like when I get, I get down times because you still, it's not like you're cured. It's no cure. Right. It's about the balance. But when I get like that, then I'm like, right. not T you're here. It's like the simple things. So mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, you know, I, that's why I feel like I have to do this work because 
I don't think there's any level of, I think being almost just, you know, not being here. Right. So I don't think there's any kind of level of it that I can't relate to in terms of, we may not have had the same occurrences, but in terms of like those feelings or this, like there's nothing shocking to me. Right. And right. like, I can hear it and I won't, I'm not going to judge you. Cause you know, I've, I've seen some things and been through and some things too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you so, think, yeah. You, think mentioned, you mentioned often it's the quality of life and mm-hmm. another um, comment that you've said multiple times is that you could not be here. It's a quality of life. It's also paying attention to the signs. Mm-hmm. Because often we, like you said, you were in school, you thought this was just, you know, me partying, being a teenager, getting tired, getting burnt out, which we just keep going. It's a, it's who we are. We just keep going. We're resilient and we don't always listen to our body. But I encourage everyone just based off of Tanisha's um, transparency today, I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to meet with you today so we could talk about this because it's really important. Um, It's so important that we get to the part of this um, and deal with the mental health conversations, but let's start listening to our body. And it it does talk to us for a reason Mm -hmm. and we need to just be open to listening to it. So that was like really key. One of the things that you said, and it's a quality of life. Like it might not be how I planned it, but there is a place where you can have that balance. So it's not, um, you know, and there's so, so much support. So life does go on. Like she's a testimony of it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and this is not to say sometimes like, oh, you got to find the right medicine that works you have to find the right therapist. Like it can be tedious, but, um, I think once you find what does work and then it could stop working. Like I said, one of my meds just literally, it was like, Oh, it's been 13 years. Well, guess what? You're immune now. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed I'm like, uh Oh, like something's not right. And I, I, I had reached out to my, um, my psychiatrist, I was like, yeah, I think we need to reassess things. And you're gonna, you're gonna run into that. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's something else. Mm-hmm. I will say that it's really something else. Um, and that's why I think it's just so important. Like the transparency is important, the honesty. Right. You have to just be 100 with folks in terms of like what this is about, especially if you're you know, like, I don't have, um, I'm, I'm not ashamed. And we're grateful for that. Cause if we were, then we wouldn't have the opportunity to talk to you today. That I often hear is people will be on medication and then they stop taking it. And another thing that you said is about therapy. Like I, my, my experience is I said, I had to find I had to go through four different experiences with therapy before I found a counselor that really worked for me. So it's, it's tedious, like you said, at times, but if you do the work, you will reap the harvest. You will, 
you will see the reward. But we want to encourage you, if anyone's listening, to not stop taking the medicine if you feel it's not working. Tanisha is a perfect example because your body does sometimes become immune to medications and you just need an adjustment. But that's just having a conversation with your doctor and being transparent to say, I don't think this is working. So, yeah, so... And, and I want to say one more thing in terms of therapists, what I've noticed and specifically um, during this time, during the pandemic, um, because I'm, I've even been looking for like a little bit extra support as far as like, you know, bringing someone else on um, because my psychiatrist has been my therapist for 12 years and we agreed. I was just kind of like, you know, I need someone that I can maybe see more or just someone to add to the team. And what I have noticed is that a lot of people now, or maybe they have been doing this, but they are stressing their specialty. In other words, like if they deal with whatever they deal with, yeah, they'll see anyone, but I specialize in, um, you know, uh, let's say strictly PTSD, or LGBTQIA plus, or just, they just really stress, all right, if you're looking for someone that really kind of hones in on this specific um, condition. So, which I think is kind of cool. It is. um, Because then that's someone, then you, I mean, I don't want to say you'll assume, but it's like, okay, well, if this is what they do, then perhaps they, they've cur- curtailed their services for this specific um, group. Right, yeah. right. I think that's, I think that's, um, I think that's great. And specifically with how the world is just like evolving. Yeah. That's the same thing that we say for therapy is you need to seek, if you're in a domestic violence victim, you want to seek someone who is trauma informed. Um, and even when you take classes and things like that, if you, if you're, you know, have issues with like people touching you and things like that, and you're taking a yoga class, go to some places. So they do have um, um, doctors and specialists who specialize in certain areas. You just have to ask and just be, just know to ask and you'll be able to get the information you need. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask. Right. Don't be afraid. And I think that's the thing, like where, you know, it's scary but the only way you're going to get the help is right. if you're honest. Be honest and and be vulnerable. Like right. it's, you have to be vulnerable to being open to yeah. learn and yeah, learn from others. Right. Like when you're getting assessed, don't leave, put in all the dirty details. Because then, you know, you keep the truth can become unveiled. They can right. properly and they can properly properly diagnose, diagnose you um right diagnose you also you know as I listen to both of you ladies talk you know I definitely see like there's there's a theme and that theme is support Mm -hmm. um and you have people have to I think people that survive this best are people that not only go out and they can get the help that they need but also people that have that support system in place. So maybe it'll be that person or persons that calls every two or three days just to say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, Hey, how are you doing? Um, and it doesn't even have to be about, did you take your meds today? Did you, did you you take your meds today? Did you talk to you? It's just, 
hey, how are you, you know, how are you doing? Um, which I think, which was definitely and has been stressed so much during the pandemic that, um, that we've been in because there are people sitting at home with their thoughts mm-hmm. and their th- diagnosed, undiagnosed, and people who aren't mentally, you know, aren't suffering from any mental, um, men- mental health issues. And you're just sitting in a room, um, again, just with your thoughts. And again, the support is so important. So and that's when the and that's when those intrusive thoughts start creeping in too. Right. Right. You know. Right. Those thoughts. Yep. That's exactly that's a prime opportunity for them to take advantage mm-hmm. when you're alone with your thoughts. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tanisha, my final question for today, how can we find you? Website, email, well, let I'm- us know. <laughs> Queens all day. Let them talk about it. <laughs> they, they will. However, my website is still in the construction phase. Okay. So I, like I said, now is when I'm kind of like more focused on getting things solidified in terms of, all right, I got to get this going. I got to get it live. I um, and just like, just do it. So what we'll do is we'll bring you back when you're all set up and yes, we'll bring you back. So when you're all set up, so we can make sure that we can partner and ensure that, you know, everybody knows where you are. And then we can also refer clients to you. So we are excited about the partnership and. But I don't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm at Miss Malcolm on all social media for right now. So at MAL. And I will. And everyone, I will put that in the notes section where you can find her on social media. So, and then also, um, just if if there's anyone out there that um does have a mental health diagnosis, and um, we have the Black Minds Matter support group. Um, so it's culturally specific, and it's a safe space. Um, it's at NAMI. It's um, virtual, and you can always go on namimyc.org and get the um, information for the Zoom link, or you can uh, reach out to me, and I can give that to you, or I'll give it Perfect. to you that you can share. <laughs> Perfect. We are so happy to have had you with us today. This conversation is definitely a necessary one. We appreciate your transparency and sharing from your own personal experience. And we are so excited about Queens all day and all the fantastic <laughs> lives that you will touch um, in your new journey. Thank you. Yes, and you I really appreciate the both of you for having me here. I mean, this is great. You're doing really amazing work and you just celebrated your one year anniversary yeah. and you're releasing a book like... <laughs> inspiration hello i'm one you know that's gonna be me next year yes it will be we're waiting for that's right we're gonna have a party you're lighting the flame it's like yolanda's like i'm not playing any games so (laughs) hop on board now (laughs) no but this is wonderful and thank you for having me i mean this is fantastic i just want to say thank you for sharing your story being so and being so authentic so authentic (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Yanni, and pleasure to meet you.
You too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Yolanda, I, I knew from day one, like her and I connected and, um, you know, I'm just glad that this came into fruition, Yolanda. Me so, too. Hey, thank you for me having too. me. So Live Fearless Inc. family, we thank you for joining another episode with Tanisha Malcolm of Live Fearless Inc. Chronicles. And again, if you have any questions, you can always email us. Um, at livefearlesscorp.gmail.com or find us on all forms of social media at Live Fearless Inc. We will put all of the information that Tanisha shared in the comment section. But again, she has opened herself up as a resource and is available if you have any questions and she can also give you referrals. We thank you so much for being a part of our community. We appreciate you all and all the love that you shared to us. And we wish you a great and amazing day. Remain socially distant, but stay virtually connected. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>